Hey there, I'm Leah Party, and you're listening to Bare Naked Soul, a podcast where we have real, uncensored conversations about the things we aren't supposed to talk about. Let's break all the rules and shed all the programming that's ever made us feel weak, scared, and caused us to shrink ourselves. It's time to live uncaged, freely expressing ourselves and manifesting our dreamiest, juiciest, and most pleasure-filled lives. Let's do the damn thing. Welcome everyone. I am speaking with Shannon Clay today. She is a former client of mine that has been in several of my programs over the years and we've become really good friends in the process. And she's a health and wellness coach. She hosts the Body Love Mindset Connection podcast and also runs a popular blog. And I don't know, I've always just felt like her message, which is so much more than health and wellness, right? It's like deeper than that. Her message and the way she shares it, it just feels so good to my soul. And it feels like, it just feels right. And it has so much depth and it's so beautiful. And she transforms the lives of her clients, not just in a, they lose weight, but they see the world differently, right? I feel like that's kind of the goal is like, can you reshape the way you see the world and see yourself? And then, and then from there, things become easier, like weight loss or like health goals, right? So today we're going to dive into a conversation that we actually had a couple months ago on a coaching call. Somehow toxic positivity came up and Shannon said she didn't believe in it. And I was like, wait, what do you mean? Like, I haven't just never heard that perspective. I was like, wait, so you don't believe it exists? You don't believe, like, tell me more. And it was one of those moments where I felt I could kind of feel like my brain was just opening up and just like absorbing something totally new. And it was just so interesting to me. And um, so I thought, let's have this conversation over here on the podcast and dive into it. So a quote that I have from you. um, Oh no, I'm like, what did I say? (laughs) You said it's subjective. One person's toxic positivity is another person's lifeline to hope. Yes. Yes. That is where kind of I started. Okay. So, and also first off, thank you for that introduction. Oh my goodness. Like (laughs) that was so lovely. Thank you. Um, And then secondly, um, kind of before we get into our conversation, I just want to make it clear. This is just my opinion. Like I am not here to try to change anybody's mind. I'm not trying to say that what I'm saying is fact. I'm not saying this is the only way to think about this. I'm saying this is an alternative way of thinking and that this way of thinking has exponentially improved my life. So that I'm just prefacing everything with that, that you're free to take whatever you want from this and, or not take anything from it at all. It's really up to the individual, but yes, toxic positivity. That is a subjective term. It is subjective. And the reason being is because they are two conflicting terms. For one, they're um, completely paradoxical, paradoxical words. So when combined together, they don't even make sense, really. Like when you think of like the word toxic, and I actually have the definition of positivity here in front of me. And the definition of positivity is the practice of being or tendency to be positive or optimistic in attitude. So again, 
someone's attitude and how someone else interprets someone's attitude is subjective. It is none of my business really to put my own experience and to project my experience onto you and say, you must think the same way about this situation, because this is how I feel about this situation. And if you're perceiving me as being overly positive about it, then maybe that's because that's what I need in my life. Do you know what I mean? Like, if that's what I need in my life, and that's what I'm saying as my message, then if you interpret that any other way, that's that's you. That's the individual. We all have completely different realities, completely different. And so to say that someone else's reality is toxic or their interpretation of their own reality is toxic because of that's your perception of the situation, in my opinion, is unfair. I just think that's an unfair thing to do to another person. I can disagree. I can say in that situation, I probably maybe wouldn't behave or act or think that way. Maybe I wouldn't be able to. I'd like to think sometimes that I can take on any situation, but maybe I couldn't. But just because that person can doesn't mean they're toxic. Yeah. So that's my little intro to it, to like how I think and feel about the subject. Yeah. I I love the way you explain this. And it just kind of blows my mind because I feel like, I don't know, you know me, I'm like a geek for different perspectives and learning new things and whatever. And I literally have listened to 500 million like mindset podcasts and read 700 million podcasts, like, you know, books about mindset. And I've never heard anyone kind of challenge the toxic positivity narrative because it's almost like we're supposed to, and I've done this like on my podcast episodes where I've given like a caveat and I mm-hmm. fucking hate caveats. I'm done giving them <laughs> because a caveat, because I don't need to name every, if I'm having an experience, I don't need to then be like, oh, but you know, here's all the reasons someone else might not have that experience. Like you said, like everyone's going to mm-hmm. have a different reality and it's not my job to like point out all the different possibilities when I'm sharing my perspective. But anyways, but I would sometimes give the the give the caveat of like, or the, I don't know if that's the right word, but like, I'd be like, well, but you know, you can't be this way. Cause that's too, that's too, that's like toxic positivity, like like bypassing feelings and stuff like that. But, um, here's yeah. my question though, yeah. bypassing whose feelings, because if I'm projecting an attitude about myself in my life, those are my feelings. And I'm allowed to have feelings about my attitude and my life and other people are allowed to have theirs. Now, is there a time and a place? A hundred percent. There is a time and a place to say certain things, but again, it's subjective about whose feelings take precedent. Does that make sense? So here's an example, actually. I have actually a really good example. I have a friend whose father just had quadruple heart surgery, quadruple bypass, and um, had a very, is having a very, very, very difficult experience on the other side of this surgery. And he said to her the other week, and this is, he's three weeks post-surgery, that he's never felt more gratitude. 
that he has never felt more gratitude for his life, has never felt more gratitude for things around him. And despite what is honestly like a nightmare of a situation, he is able to see the positive each morning when he wakes up. Now, someone else who just had quadruple bypass surgery three weeks ago might be having a completely different attitude towards the identical experience. They might be having the exact same, and I mean nightmarish, like things occurring and have a completely different attitude and experience about it. Neither one is right or wrong. They're both allowed to feel however they want to feel about that reality that they're experiencing. But just because someone else is able to take the optimistic attitude about that situation does not make them toxic. Her father is not being a toxic person for choosing to see the gratitude each morning despite terrible circumstances. He is not being toxic for sharing that to his children. He is not toxic for communicating that. He wouldn't be toxic for even sharing that in a community of other heart patient surgeons. It's his experience. So if someone else is having an identical experience but has a different attitude, that's on them. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really powerful example. And, you know, because it's also, yeah, is he also then not allowed to, if he's talking to a, a patient in, in the hospital who's going through something, is he, is he supposed to, because I sometimes feel this way, is he supposed to essentially dim his light and play small and, and diminish his own positivity and gratitude and not say those things because that could make someone else feel bad about their attitude. I, I mean, no, like, first of all, he could change someone's life by someone seeing that perspective. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And also like you, like you've expressed, I think that's so, so, so key. He's allowed to have his feelings, just like the, another patient that he meets, who's a same situation is fully allowed to have his own experience or her own experience. Absolutely. Like, but we are allowed to be happy and grateful and express that without feeling guilty. Like, oh, but someone else might feel bad that they aren't seeing it this way. Exactly. And honestly, again, to what I said a few minutes ago, there is a time and a place like, you know, if um, I do believe that sometimes we say the right things at the wrong time, that's very much a thing. But at the same time, that's human. That's being human. If I say the right thing at the wrong time, and by right thing, I meant, I mean, if I said it at any other time, would it still stand and hold? And if the answer is yes, then that means it's the right thing, just the wrong time. If that's the case, I'm not being toxic. I'm being human. That's a human error. And people make human mistakes all the time. So again, it is very unfair to say something so judgmental as causing, calling someone toxically positive, which again, in our society is a very terrible thing to say about somebody when again, it was bad timing. So that's again, learning and knowing the other person. Now we also need to recognize some people are just assholes. Some people are just assholes. That's facts. And they may try to hide their assholery in um, what they consider positive statements, but no, we need to be able to look at it and be like, 
you're not being toxically positive. You're being an asshole. If you, if I come to you and say, I just got diagnosed with cancer, this is the worst in my life. And you go, Hey, look on the bright side of life. That's not being toxically positive. That's being an asshole full stop. And so as people, we need to be able to tell the difference the same way we need to be able to tell when someone's being sarcastic, you need to be able to tell the difference in people's tone and their annotation and their meaning. But someone being an asshole is not the same as toxic positivity. Again, it doesn't, there, it just doesn't exist because positivity is an attitude and you cannot convince me that the person who said, you know, get over it, look on the better side of life has the right attitude and actually has a positive attitude. Like you can't convince me of that. Hmm. So therefore what are they? An asshole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people, you know, we all have different levels of self-awareness and being able to kind of read the room, so to speak. And, and, and like you said, saying the right thing at the right time and, and respect people and all of that. Some of that's a choice. You can shoot, you can totally know the right thing to say and still be a, a dick. But um, mm-hmm. some of it's, I think some people really struggle with that self-awareness aspect and, and, and knowing the right thing to say. And sometimes it's really hard to find the right thing to say, but uh, it is just so interesting. Like, yeah, to if you, if you say to someone, and it is like, it's, it is like frustrating when you express to someone that you're struggling with something and you're met with, oh, like that'll be over soon. Or, you know, oh, well, like, but what about all the good things? Like, because at this, in this moment, I'm looking to express something yes. that I'm struggling with. And um, I feel that the response that feels best to me in those situations is to be met with, um, yeah, like validation of my feelings. Like, yes. You know, I'm sorry, you're feeling that way, you know, uh, tell me more, like, let's talk about not diminishing it and and making me feel like, oh, I shouldn't feel this way, but it goes both ways. If I'm, I'm allowed to have my feelings and we can respect each other's feelings without Mm -hmm. expecting the other person to change that. But uh, yeah, it's very different than, than just being a straight up asshole. Exactly. And you even said something interesting in what you just said is that you use the word diminish. And again, if someone is being diminishing of what you're saying, that's not toxic positivity. That is not positivity at all because the intention and the attitude isn't there. Is that an actually, is that actually an optimistic attitude that they are projecting onto you? No, that's being dismissive. That's a whole other branch. You know, we can, there's asshole over here. There's a whole other branch called being dismissive and not wanting to partake in other people's lives. That's its own thing. Yeah. And I feel like that diminishing attitude is negative because that person Mm -hmm. can't hold your negative emotions, doesn't want to be around that, doesn't want to allow you the space for that. Whereas someone who's actually positive and is actually happy can hold the space. Yes. Yes. That is exactly it. Oh my gosh. Nail hammer. There we go people who are truly positive, who are truly optimistic in nature, who truly live their lives that way, they hold space. And that brings also back to when you made the light, the flashlight, because when we hold space for other people, we hold that flashlight for other people to see the brightness we're sharing, we're expanding, we're welcoming light is warmth. Light is cozy. Light is all those things. That's not toxic, right? Like that, or now you understand what I mean when I say it can't be toxic. Like yeah. the terms don't blend. 
So that's why I say, let's call it what it is. What it is is people being dismissive. What it is is people being jerks. What it is is people refusing to take interest in other people's lives. But let's not call people toxic over here for simply having a different attitude and opinion about a reality that you might not have. So it's learning to differentiate, to tell the difference between what someone else's reality and what they're experiencing. And when someone else is just full on refusing to be a part of your reality, being dismissive and trying to shut you down. So those are two very different things. If someone is trying to shut you down, that's not positivity in any sense of the word. Yeah, that's so, 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 so true. I think that's just such a, such a powerful way to reframe this whole conversation. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, I think why this came up, I don't, maybe you remember why this came up, but I think it probably had to do with like this initial conversation on our call a few months back. I think it probably had to do with, um, something we both, I believe have experienced in the, in, in us being personal brand businesses, sharing our lives in a very positive way, right? Because you Mm -hmm. and I have both taken various situations and reframed them over the years much more positive. And we, we absolutely love how that has changed our lives. And we fucking (laughs) want to share that. Totally agree. Yeah. I get a lot of messages where I'll share something positive my Mm -hmm. perspective of life. And it's just me like just sharing on Instagram, my perspective of life. People obviously know that, but um, yeah, people will say, oh, like for example, with like I'm pregnant as you know, and um, yeah, I I didn't really struggle in the first trimester. I had tons of symptoms. It it wasn't fun. And still Mm -hmm. I have many symptoms that come and go. I have days I'm just crying for no reason and all these things, right? But I was able to, really, I mean, really the power of gratitude helped me so much. I was mm-hmm. pregnant and I was still pregnant, you know, in the first trimester yes. and Harry and, and I would use that as, as my fuel every morning to feel better about yes. the symptoms and just reframing things. And that truly made the experience so beautiful. And, um, mm-hmm. and, and so, but I get a lot of messages when I share things like that of, oh, well, essentially, well, my symptoms must have been worse. Oh, interesting. Right. But, but that's, Mm -hmm. that's your perspective of life. Oh, well, then you just must not have had, but some people will have a lot of symptoms. Okay. (laughs) You know, but like, Mm -hmm. because people aren't able to see that it really is about reframing. And and if you're in your experience, if you haven't been able to reframe something that's happened, you haven't processed something that's happened, you're feeling really negative about something. It can be very triggering to see someone else say like, oh, well, this can be easy. This can be great. Um, But I think when you're triggered like that, that's on you. That's you to go inward. Yes. I was going to be like, that's a you problem. That's not a me problem. Like, yeah, to your point. Um, I think we forget often that every single individual on this planet is leading just as intricate, as detailed, as robust, as vibrant, a reality as the next person. And it's easy to think that, um, we share a lot of those same realities. In many ways we do. I live in the same country as 
my husband and blah, blah, blah. You know, I live on the same street as my neighbors. So in many ways, yes, I share some realities, but it's important to recognize that our realities are alongside each other. They're not mixed with each other's. So just because you are experiencing something in what you perceive is the exact same reality as me, doesn't mean that is what is happening. I am perceiving my reality completely different than any other person on this planet. And I don't know how any other person on this planet is perceiving reality. It's not my business, honestly. I just know that my experience is my own and I have to be conscious not to project my experience of reality onto other people's experience. And it's when we start to project, well, this is my experience, so you couldn't possibly be experiencing something different in what I perceive as being the same. That's when we start judging other people's perceptions, other people's attitudes, what other people are doing, because we can't comprehend that the reality might be different. But in actuality, all of our realities are vastly, vastly different and just as intricate. Mm-hmm. It's so true. And everyone has their struggles and oh. some people have struggles that, that are monumentally worse, right? Like the, come on, there's people that are live in countries where there's just constant violence, right? There's people that have totally. it really, 100% have it pretty good. Right. But, but it's all relative because unless you've experienced something really, really, really traumatic, like the, the most traumatic thing you've been through is the most traumatic thing you've been through, regardless of what it is. Yes. So it's yes. going, so we can't expect people, we can't say, oh, well, this person, it's like when people, I don't know, like when Ariana Grande's, um, when like Mac Miller died and then she mm-hmm. had that bombing at her concert and everyone was like, yeah, but she's Ariana Grande. She's rich mm-hmm. and she's famous. So she's fine. Like, um, mm-hmm. no, she only knows the reality of being rich and famous. So mm-hmm. that's very relative to her, right? Like, yes. Um, and also that's not going to change your experience of trauma. And she's a human, but she's not allowed to have um, anything negative to say because, mm-hmm. well, you know, for her, it's just easy. Like we, mm-hmm. we kind of, it's, again, it's dismissive. It's dismissive. And it's again, projecting our thoughts and opinions on someone else's reality we know nothing about. And what you said is true. Honestly, how we experience trauma is the same regardless of what the trauma is simply because it's the only trauma our body knows. Yeah. So if I were to experience a deeper trauma, then yes, my body will then learn that and internalize that. But right now I'm, ex- if I, again, we all have trauma. We all experience trauma the same. It comes out in anxiety. It comes out in fears. It comes out in self-doubt. It comes out in depression. Those are things that we see across the board, regardless of someone's level of trauma, it will always come out as anxiety, depression, all these other things. And so we still can't say, well, like my anxiety is worse than yours. Well, how do you know that? Come on. No, anxiety is anxiety. We should all kind of know that by now. Depression is depression. No person is experiencing a worse depression we have no idea. There's no way to quantify that. You can't. All you can do is look at something for your, from your own perspective. So that's, again, bring it back to the talks of positivity. If you're seeing everything through your own lens, how can we pass judgment on someone else's reality? 
I mean, you can, I mean, nothing's stopping you. Let's be real, but is that fair? And is that the life you want? Does that feel good? Yes, it does. It feel good. And again, personally, and this is why I said at the beginning, this is just how I choose to live my life. I choose to live my life acknowledging that every other person has a different reality than me, that everyone else is having a different life experience, that every other person is entitled to their thoughts, feelings, emotions, the whole shabam, and not an ounce of it is any of my business. So if someone is experiencing something over here that I personally would probably find devastating and they're finding a way to bring joy, good on them. That's all I can say. Equally, if someone's over there having an experience and they're choosing to be down in the dumps, that is their choice. That's how they're going to choose to experience their reality too. Everyone makes their own choices. You make your choice, how you want to experience your reality. That's not given to you. It's a choice. And I know that's going to probably like piss some people off too, (laughs) but it is true. I fully view my positive, optimistic attitude towards life as a hundred percent choice. And I make that choice every single morning that I wake up and open my eyes. It's a choice. It's a choice I've made since I was a child to be optimistic and to be positive. It's, it's, I think sometimes when you grow up seeing people choose the alternative, you realize it's a choice. And so I grew up watching people choose an alternative reality and I went not happening for me. I am going to just choose to see life better because I don't want to live my only existence being miserable. And anytime you pass judgment on another human being, that's hurting them. They don't know you're hurting yourself. You're diminishing your own light. When you pass judgment on another person, because they don't know, they don't know that you're judging them. It literally does not hurt them at all. If you pass judgment on another person, it only hurts yourself. So again, it's just an idea that I'm floating around. If Mm -hmm. drop the toxic positivity label, it's just a judgment. It's just Mm -hmm. a judgment of someone else's reality that you disagree with. Because maybe in that situation, you choose negative. And again, that's your choice too, if you want. Yeah. It's choice. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, when I started seeing the world through a more positive lens, you know, that, I mean, it came gradual and fast. (laughs) It came fast and then it was gradually increasing over the years. What really helped me to do that? The only way that that was sparked in me was seeing other people online on listening to podcasts and reading books and in real life who, but I didn't really, I mean, obviously like I know people in real life who are more positive than others, right? They're choosing the path of positivity. They're fueling that with whatever works for them. Um, but the, the kind of positivity where you're, you're continuously like re reframing things in your mind. Yes. Looking at the looking at the cards you've been dealt and saying, you know what? Like, I don't think anyone's dealt a royal flush at birth. Truly, you truly. look at your at the cards and you're 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 choosing how to like play this hand mm-hmm. that works in your favor. Like, I didn't really see that until I started seeing it like online and in podcasts and books and etc. And 
that was what uh, like opened up the door for me to be able to join them and say, you know what? I want to see life like that too. Yes. Yes. For me, the same, but it was the freedom to share it. I had actually had the experience. This happened mm, maybe 14 years ago, but it was the first time that someone had ever um, told me that my positivity was negative. So yes, I actually had someone told me and I was actually fired over it. If you can believe it. Uh, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So at my job, I was an outside sales rep. I know you're familiar with all that. And um, I was very new. And so I was extremely optimistic. I was optimistic about what I was doing. I was optimistic in my conversations. I was just very, I was just a positive person. I was working really hard doing all these things. Anyways, long story short, if a sale didn't work out, I was then called, well, why were you so optimistic? Why were you so positive? Why were you misleading? And I was like, hold on, I wasn't being misleading. I was being optimistic because I work harder. When I'm optimistic about my prospect, I work harder. So in my opinion, I was being optimistic and positive because it got me to knock on the door. (laughs) It got me to pick up the phone. It got me to drop off a sample. It got me to do all the things that actually had me doing my job, which I hated, by the way. Um, It had me actually doing my job. It got me to like not have a panic attack in my car and actually had me in the office with the potential client. Right. So that's why my optimism exists, existed in that job. But my boss saw red, like just saw red about it. And I was fired for being overly optimistic and overly positive in my job. And I took that to heart for years. And I did, I was still internally very much an optimistic person, but I did not share that out loud. I did not share my positivity. I did not share my optimism. I kept it all to myself for oh my gosh, probably at least eight years. And then like you came into the online space where all of a sudden it was safe to share these optimistic feelings, these alternative ways of thinking, these alternative ways of looking at the world. And that's when I went, okay, so there's people who are like me. (laughs) There's people who are like me. And by like me, honestly, I think there's a degree of as much as we had to teach ourselves, maybe this kind of positivity, I would say it's naturally there. We just had to bring it out in different ways. And I honestly feel that's true with everybody. I don't think we're born negative. I think it's in, we're all inherently positive or come into this life optimistic and then life circumstances shape an alternative reality for us if we choose. But I don't think we're inherently negative. So if people choose to search and just, again, choose to see life even slightly differently, it can have a profound effect on your all of your entire life and how you just perceive the world. And I would, I'm sure you would say the same thing. I'm an infinitely happier human being, being able to be this kind of positive, optimistic person out loud than when I was, when I was keeping it all internalized and afraid to share and that sort of thing, you know? Totally. Absolutely. I mean, it's still something I'm working through. It's still something Mm -hmm. where I find myself in those moments, whether it's in person or online sometimes where I'm, Ooh, if I share this, you know, am I going to make other people feel bad that they don't have it? Right. That sort of thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. But I want to ask you because 
it's interesting that the, the statement that you made about like your, your sales manager being upset that you had been optimistic about, about a sale. And then if it didn't happen, whatever, yeah. but like, literally, if you're in the world of like law of attraction, mm-hmm. you, you yes. nailed it on the head, the more positive you are about something, it's going to get you to answer that phone. It's going to get you to do the thing because you believe it could work. If you don't believe it's going to yes. work, the thing did you when did when did like that type of um like law of attraction manifestation enter your world was it that's that, that time or later um so ironically that was not that I would consider that work time that was survival mode like that was not I didn't know about the law of attraction yet I didn't know about anything in that realm it was literally my anxiety was so bad and I needed a paycheck So how do I get my butt out of my car and into the doors and sit down and have this meeting? And I was in higher education, publishing sales and sell this textbook to this professor. Like, how do I get myself out of the car to do that? And I had to say, it's because he's going to be really happy to get this sample. It's because he's going to be, excuse me, really lit up by our conversation because I'm going to share this and this and this and this. And I'm going to be really, really positive about this and this and this. He's going to be happy when I open the door. He's going to smile at me. Like I would literally say all these things to get myself out of the vehicle. (laughs) So later on, when I learned about the law of attraction, then I was like, oh, okay, I'm already halfway there. But no, it started from a point of survival. Yeah. I had a similar experience when I was doing outside sales where I had to, I had to find a way to convince myself to walk into these businesses and potentially be rejected face to face without, yeah, without freaking out. So, um, yeah, for me, it was like, okay, I'm gonna, I, I realized I could grow my confidence with every single time. And, but it was the same thing. It was, how can I turn this into a positive? It was like, I'm going to grow from this. Each failure is like on the path of success and blah, 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 blah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's so interesting. And it's, it's funny how sometimes we, these things that, that work for us, then, then we realize, oh, that that's why that works. Yes. And for me, again, starting with kind of my quote at the beginning, that was my lifeline to hope. That was my lifeline to being able to show up for my job and to get a paycheck when I was again, like fresh out of school and desperately needed money. I did not even consider for a second that my manager would take that as being quote unquote toxic or negative or anything like that. I now know as a much older, much older, oh my God, I'm not much older as an older adult um, who has more life experience and has met more people than I was when I was 23, for example. I now know that was, she had major problems. That was her. She was an exceptionally negative person. She could not see the bright side of life at all. Like that was her. So now I'm able to go, no, no. She was projecting her negative reality onto me and could not comprehend my level of positivity about my job because that was not her reality. She could not comprehend it. Therefore, like, honestly, when she was like letting me go, she said like my positivity made me a liar. Like she was going, like she dig real deep into all the ways my positivity was a character flaw. So I, like I said, internalized that for so long, but now again, I look back at it through a different lens and I go, no, no, no. That was a hundred percent her projecting a reality 
onto me because she could not comprehend mine. So at no point was I ever being toxic at all, even remotely. At no point was I lying to my boss. At no point was I doing anything. I was just trying to get my ass out of the car. Mm-hmm. Right? That's all I was trying to do was get my butt out of a car and into a meeting several times a day. Yeah. Yeah. And that makes you think too, of like the messages I get where people are essentially triggered or upset about my positivity about something. And for one, like we can learn from our triggers. I've learned so much from being triggered by someone and then being like, wait, 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 let's dig into this. Why is this bothering me so much? Let's see. And it, it unfolds so much, but, uh, yes, yeah, it's, um, it's really interesting. I totally forgot I was going with that, but it's, it's really interesting because people can't, people don't want to see someone else. You know, here's what I was going to say. I think that sometimes we mistake negativity for realness. Like it seems Mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. Like online, like real content is often negative content, but why, why is that more real than positive? If my interpretation of my reality is overwhelmingly happy and positive, and that's mm-hmm. primarily what I share because that's what I focus on. Like, mm-hmm. yes, I could, I could share my pregnancy symptoms every day online, but I don't mm-hmm. focus on them. I acknowledge yeah. them. I say, it's okay that you're here. And then I move on and I focus on the positive. So that's what I'm sharing because that's my version of reality. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think sometimes it feels like it can almost feel like being fake if we're not sharing enough of the negative. A hundred percent. And I get how other people can see that. But if I were to focus on the negatives in my life, which I like, again, I don't do that. I just have like, even just saying that, like if I were to try to conjure up the negatives of my life, like I genuinely really struggle to go there because I don't let my brain think like that. Like, I just don't, but again, I can see that if that's how you were leading your life and all you were focusing on was the negative, absolutely. Someone like us would be deeply triggering deeply because in their mind, we all live in the same space. We all live in, you know, it, we all live on earth. We're all having you know, an earthly experiences. We all know what that means. Like there's lots of stuff going on. So I can understand how, if someone else can't perceive that with gratitude or see the beauty in a sunny day, like I get that then someone like me would be very, very irritating, but that's not my problem. It is not my problem. If someone finds my positivity irritating, Honestly, not at all my problem. And it's so funny because the reason I'm laughing is because if you and I, when you and I had this conversation a few months ago, I was saying the complete opposite thing. <laughs> I was so terrified about what people would think. Remember, like I was so afraid to have this conversation on your podcast because I was so concerned with triggering other people and so concerned with rocking other people's boats but that's not my responsibility. I've now learned it is not my responsibility to make everyone else in the world feel good about themselves. No, it's my responsibility to make me feel good about myself and lead by example. That's my responsibility. It is my responsibility, in my opinion, to be a light in this world. 
I choose to be a light. That feels like my path. When I do that, when I focus on that, when I say that out loud, it feels deeply, deeply correct. And so no amount of anybody, because I'm sure there's going to be people who listen to this and come at both of us saying that, like, you both are toxically positive. Great. Okay, cool. Like, you're very much entitled to your opinion and very much entitled to your negative thoughts. Like, but that will never, ever, ever in a million years stop me from shining my light. Done. <laughs> Done doing that. That stopped with that, with that old manager. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, 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 fuck that. Right? Fuck that. Exactly. It feels authentic and feels real and feels in integrity with our value, like aligned with our mm-hmm. values. Someone can call it whatever they want. Yes. Cause being real for me, being real is seeing gratitude. Mm. That is real. That is real because I don't know, to me, that is life. If I think I'm not going to pretend if I were to write down a list of exactly kind of how my life looks on picture, I'm sure people would be like, really, really, really? You're positive about all these things. Yes. Yes. I choose to be positive about all those things. I even find, and this is really going to trigger people, but I find ways to find positivity in my depression. To be honest, it's something I live with. It's a lifelong condition that I have. I choose to see it as an, as something that teaches me when I fall into a depression, what I learn is more resilience in getting out. It's a lesson every single time, every single time I come out of a depression, I am a stronger, more, um, grounded, more solidified in myself person because of what it took to get out. And so I see that as a positive, what it took to get out. I don't focus on the experience of the depression, no matter how long it is. It could be months long. I'm going to focus on the process of getting out. And then when I reflect back on it, I reflect back on how proud I am of the process of how I got out and the things that I did. I don't reflect on the depression. I don't reflect, oh, you know, crappy that I have that. Well, so, so do lots of people, (laughs) you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I choose to see things in my life as either lessons or I don't know, good things. Yeah. Negativity doesn't have space in my world. And if there are negatives, because again, I'm not immune, I'm not going to lie. I cut them out. Absolutely. I've had negative people in my life, hundred percent cut them out. And maybe I'm merciless, you know, merciless. Is that the word? I don't know. I can't speak about it. But when it comes to protecting myself in that way and protecting my positivity and protecting my optimism and protecting my peace, I'm sorry, I'm cutthroat about it. Cut freaking throat. Because me and my life (laughs) is honestly the most important thing to me. Like, I think it should be the most important thing. Each person's individual life should be the most important thing to them. So I'm not going to let somebody else have a negative impact on me and let them stay there. (laughs) Like not going to let them continue to be in my world. I cut it out. So when I say I don't have a lot of negativity in my life, I'm not joking. I get rid of the negativity that does come in. I just don't allow it in my world. Yeah. That's, that's powerful. 
Yeah. And it's not easy. It's not easy to cut people out. No, and not at all. We can, I tend to feel whenever I do that, because I do the same thing. I mean, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm curating the life that I want by design, yeah. how I want it. The people that I want are in my life for a very intentional reason. Mm -hmm. And, but I do feel guilty, you know, cutting people out. It just is what it is. I'm practicing letting go of guilt. I'm practicing honoring my values and how I feel and my intentions and, and what feels right to me mm -hmm. and letting exactly. go of guilt. Exactly. And the reason I've been able to let go, I think of guilt, because again, I have cut out some people that most people probably wouldn't cut out in their lives, but that's what you do when you have to focus on yourself and blah, blah. But again, remembering that not everyone's supposed to be in your life indefinitely, no matter who they are. And just because someone's path crosses with yours at one point doesn't mean it has to remain intertwined. And equally, people are allowed to join you for the ride, but if they're not willing to join you for the ride or be on the same page or come with you where you're headed, you don't have to hold yourself back just to keep them comfortable. So if I'm headed this way, like, it's kind of like, if I want to go on vacation, I'm going to go on vacation. Even if my friend can't afford it, like, I'm still going to go on vacation. I'm not going to hold myself back from having a vacation just because somebody else can't do it. Like, does that kind of make sense? Totally. I don't know if I'm using a good analogy, but I'm trying here, Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not going to hold myself back from doing something I want to do in life just because somebody else can't, won't, doesn't want to, I'm not going to stay stuck with somebody else. So if my life is taking me on this path and I know that that's, what's right for me. And I also know if people are violating boundaries, if they're doing all these other things, then I know Then I'm sorry. Like you don't get to come along with the ride. If you violate boundaries, you'll come along for the ride. If you're not able to, um, I don't know, rise up and meet me where I'm at, then I'm not going to sink down to be with someone who's not willing to work on themselves either. Do you know what I mean? Like, I know that can sound like, I know it's just some people that's probably sounding a little harsh, but, and that's not to say I cut people out, but I place harder boundaries, if that makes sense. Mm, so like, yeah. obviously like not everyone you cut out, but you put up some pretty intense boundaries. Um, and that's what you have to do when your own future and your happiness is a priority to you. And the reason I think too, that more people should put priority on their own happiness is because more people benefit from that. More people are going to benefit from you and I being happy than you and I being negative, Ooh, right? Times of million, right? So I'm not going to try to become less positive because I know that's not what's actually going to help other people anybody, anywhere. I know everybody benefits from me being a better, happier, more positive person. So mm, yeah. it's easier to focus on that. And let go of those that aren't in, say, alignment with that vibe. It's easier to let it go. Yeah. I feel like we, I mean, we, we know the phrase, right? You become the five people you spend most time with. I really believe that. And I think this is where a lot of people hold themselves back, you know, especially women, because we have so much guilt and people pleasing. 
just because mm-hmm. we're typically raised that way and whatever. But I see a lot of people where they're held back because of these friends they've had since high school or, mm-hmm. you know, their whole lives or, or, or family where you, you could, I mean, you could do whatever you want. You could put up stronger boundaries versus kicking someone out if that feels better. Mm-hmm. But I see people really holding themselves back because they stay in the circle mm-hmm. where, and the idea is that it's wrong somehow to, to kick out a friend you've been friends with for, let's say 10 plus years. It's, mm-hmm. it's wrong. We should value long-term friendships. Mm. I just like, for me, that means like not a whole lot. I mean, I really, I have friends I've been friends with, like my, I had my baby shower this weekend and the girls who threw it, I've been friends with them for 12 years. And like, I really cherish that. But um, to me, that doesn't feel like a reason to hang out with them. <laughs> like the yes. is not a yes. reason. Just like I have friends I've made this past year that I'm obsessed with as well. And they're wonderful. And I don't value them less or value our friendship less because we haven't been friends as long. I mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe some people that, that really is their value, but also it could be an excuse to not make a really difficult decision to change mm-hmm. your circle. A hundred percent. And I think if people are uncomfortable with fully changing their circle, you can create an adjacent circle. Like- <laughs> You can have circles that overlap. Like there can be ways to play with your circle Mm -hmm. as you evolve. And that is something that I typically tell my clients to do. Cause I say, again, to your point, you are who you become around or you become who you hang around. So be hanging out with high vibe people weekly. In my opinion, I'm sure you agree. Weekly is important. So if you don't already have that in your circle, create that circle. And you can still have your other circle over here and you can put up boundaries and you can do whatever you want, but you still have the circle that's going to elevate you at the same time. And I think that's really, really important. You know, there, I have several different circles in my life of people that I communicate with differently, depending on again, who's there and conversations with you. Yeah. It's high vibe. We're talking about high concepts, theoretical stuff. It's fabulous. You know, someone down the street from me, I might have a very different conversation. I probably won't go that high level. I probably wouldn't dip into my spirituality. I probably, all these different things. It's just a different type of circle. And it's just a different, you know, if they're not, if they're not really at my vibe, I set a boundary there that I'm not going to talk about negative things. I don't gossip about other people. I have, you know, those are my boundaries in that circle. I don't gossip. I don't judge. I don't do all these other things that typically come in maybe those, that type of circle. And I balance it with my very, very high vibe circles, which are much bigger and, and whatnot. And I've intentionally made that bigger. So again, if cutting people out isn't realistic, and I totally get that set up boundaries and create different circles, create that high vibe circle for yourself and put up boundaries with the lower vibe circles because they exist. Totally. Totally. And some, some, every, I feel like we can have friends and people that we interact with that some are more surface level and that's okay. Sometimes when that could be nice, there's, there's, you know, with my friends that are on like kind of this wavelength, like we go D like, you know, there's, there's a time and a place for everything. So, but it's also, it's also what we desire and not what we should do. And if, if a should is hang out with someone 
that you know is to complain the whole time and where you feel like you can't express your own positive life. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And again, all about boundaries. Like if it's not, um, again, people are negative and I do believe also that people can change a hundred percent. And that is another reason why, like I say, create different circles, not just hardcore cut people out. Although absolutely there are people that deserve to have that done. Um, so pick and choose, but keeping that other circle, because I do know that again, I make it clear. I, I don't gossip. I'm not going to pass judgment. I'm not going to do these other things. So that right there changes the structures of those conversations. We don't have to go high level, but I'm bringing a high vibe to those conversations just by the nature of what I won't talk about. I also never talk about dieting. I won't talk about body image. I won't talk about any of those things. So right there, it forces other people to at least change the conversation and raise up, come up a bit to meet me just by the nature of what I won't talk about. So I do think you know, when you separate those circles, you give other people the opportunity to, to come up and join you. Yeah. You know, and I think that's important to recognize too. Mm-hmm. Okay. So give me an example. Let's say you and I are hanging out and we're like walking around the neighborhood and I'm like, um, gossiping, complaining, like judging someone else gossiping. How do you respond? Do you just not interact? What do you do? I typically just change the conversation. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I'm a redirect, redirect, redirect. And depending on who it is, I do say sometimes I just don't talk about that. Like I'm pretty open, like, especially if it comes like to body image or someone talking negatively about their body or somehow of that kind of thing. I just go, Oh, I don't really talk about that. (laughs) Like I just, I just don't. And it's, you know, nothing about the other person. And I don't know, maybe it is just who I am, but people tend to not take it personally. So that's good. Um, but I, I redirect or I just shut it down. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I just, um, and I make it pretty clear really early on with people, certain things, like, especially like the gossiping, like I've made that pretty clear with pretty much anyone I interact with. Like I, I don't gossip. It's just not something I want to partake in. It very much lowers my internal vibe. And no matter who I'm talking about, I feel like crap after. Mm -hmm. So I just made the decision a long time ago that like, that's for me, for me, gossiping is an extremely low vibe activity. And I just need to, like, I just can't partake. It's just, it takes me down too low. So i make it pretty clear to people. Like, I just don't, I just don't talk about other people unless you want to talk about something cool about them. Like, um, I don't know, they got a cool new car or an awesome outfit. You saw them wearing the other day, or they invited you somewhere. Cool. Like, cool. We can talk about people that way. hundred percent. Or they got an awesome haircut. I should see it. Totally. Yes. Let's talk about people. But if you have something to negative to say about another person, like I'm just not interested. Oh my gosh. I love that. I feel like that's going to be really, really powerful for people to hear because those are the things sometimes where I feel like it just takes practice. It just takes getting, yes. just like with setting boundaries, it takes, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's uncomfortable typically at first to have conversations that are outside of the norm. The norm is to go along with whatever is being said in the conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Blending in is the norm. That's why yes. activity can feel for me, um, it can, and I, I have this theory that 
people tend to complain about things. I, I just noticed that people tend to complain about things that I'm like, do you really mean that? Or is that mm-hmm. the more socially acceptable way of discussing this topic? For example, marriage. Now, obviously the people and unhappy marriages, but I used mm-hmm. to catch myself in the workplace years ago saying like, oh, marriage, husbands, you know, mm-hmm. and then I'd be like, well, I don't actually mean that. So why do I say it? Because it's what everybody else is saying. Yes. Another is hard, but yes. Another really um, popular one that you'll experience very soon is people like to complain about their kids and I love my kids. So the big one that's coming up right now is school is about to go out. Right. Or I know for some people school's out, but school's supposed to be out in two weeks. And like, honestly, I can't wait. (laughs) I can't wait. I can't wait to have Ava around all the time. Like Jake's homeschool, but I can't wait to have Ava around and do not have to make school lunches and do all the other stuff. Can't wait. I can't wait for the freedom. Now, I know that's an unpopular opinion. Most people are like, at least most people that I've been talking to are like dreading their kids being home and what am I going to do all summer? And this takes away from me time and all this other stuff. And for a long time, I would, you know, I just didn't say anything. You know what I mean? Because it was more popular to complain. It was more popular to not want your kids home. And it was unpopular to like, Yes. Like apparently liking to hang out with your kids is unpopular. Like, what? <laughs> Don't understand. Um, but that was one where, and then, so all of a sudden I was like, no, 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 no. Like, I'm not going to pretend I don't love having my kids home. I love having my kids home. You know what I mean? But it's a popular thing to complain about, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? And so, and I often wonder do, like, do that many people really not like having like, please, I, I refuse to believe it. I refuse to believe that that many people don't like having their kids around. Like, you know what I mean? So I'm like, there must be a more societal thing happening there. Do you know what I mean? Or a pressure to join in the negative. I don't even know, but I just know it's not for me. (laughs) Well, it's just the normal conversation. The normal Mm -hmm. conversation is negative. It's complaining. And I, I've, um, yeah, I've been wondering that about kids because, um, you know, people will say things like, oh, I can't do that because I have kids. And I I mm-hmm. know sometimes, of course, obviously my life's going to totally change and I'm not going to have the kind of freedom I have now, but is it easier to say, oh, I can't, I have, I can't, I have kids than to say, I'm not really interested in doing that. I don't really want to get a sitter. Yes. Oh my gosh. Available to me, even though I have sitters and I can afford it, or I have family that can, is it Mm -hmm. easier to say, oh, I can't because of my kids than to be 100%, 100%. I'm not even going to pretend I haven't done that. 110%. (laughs) Yes. Yes. 100%. That's how common it is. That's how common it is. Even I've done it. Can't can't something's going on with my children. Meanwhile, I'm like, stop having so much fun in the background. <laughs> yeah. It's such an easy stop experience. laughing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> when in actuality, I just didn't want to go to whatever the event was or the kid's right. birthday or something, you know what I mean? Right. And it was easier or every single person gets it. Mm-hmm. If you just say, oh, I can't my kids. And everyone's like, oh, okay. No questions. Right. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. So yeah, instead of just being like, well, actually, I'm having fun hanging out with my kids over here. Right, or like, <laughs> and actually, we're just going to keep I, staying home. Yeah, or like, actually, I really lately have been on a vibe of 
hanging out with my kids and my husband on the weekend. Yeah. I don't really want to go to mm-hmm. the river. It's, it's more difficult to be honest a lot of the time. It really is. And yeah, it's one of those easy outs. And I honestly, I would say the same thing about like body image. I think that's another one that people are afraid to be honest when they're feeling confident about themselves or if they think they look good. Like how many times do you have someone say like, oh, you look so great in that like sweater. And someone's like, oh, but do I really like, oh no, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, it's just so the norm to flip into a negative for literally every single thing. So, you know, and when we recognize that in ourselves, then again, going back to the toxic positivity, it's easier to recognize in ourselves when we're projecting, you know what I mean? So it's easier to see like, oh, I might be projecting this attitude because if this tends to be my default in this area. So you can, you know, that obviously takes a lot of really deep reflection to be able to go, and is this person actually being negative or am I projecting a negative attitude onto them based off of these experiences? I mean, we're asking a lot for people to do that, but if you're able to do that, you end up being much happier in the long run because you're able to shift the perspective. You're able to go, okay, no, I don't actually need to be negative in this scenario. I don't actually need to feel that way. I don't need to subscribe to that thought. I can choose a different one, you know, but that takes a level of self-awareness to do for sure. Yeah. The body image one is huge because, um, I mean, totally. I think we, one of my biggest fears online with, you know, one way where I see myself holding back is a fear that people will think I'm cocky. Yes. I love it. I feel the same way. It's a crime, but it's toxic. Right. It falls into the same thing. Um, and when you're, it's like the mean girls, it's like, I picture the room on mean girls when the girls are like, oh, my nail beds suck. Oh, my hair. Mm-hmm. Like, and then Patty or whatever is like, oh, I, I wasn't conditioned to know yes. all things, but yeah, it's, um, the norm is to not like your, your body and not like the way mm-hmm. you look. And I had to, at one point be really intentional with this. I think it might've helped. I think I read the book, the year of yes, which I'm obsessed with. Oh, um, and she has a challenge or she, part of her, her whole overall transformation is where she starts saying thank you to compliments yes. and accepting them. And I love that. And I notice it's, it is rare to hear someone say thank you mm-hmm. or just to own it. Cause we're almost not supposed to own it. A hundred percent. So that's something I've been teaching my daughter is to say thank you whenever anyone gives her a compliment or compliments, anything she like, I, I just say, accept it accept the compliment and say, thank you and go about your day. Cause I'm like, there's nothing I want to teach her that she's allowed to feel good about herself. And that if someone else sees something in her or positive about her or thinks she looks lovely that day, she's allowed to accept that equally. I am teaching her too. She's allowed to reject. So, you know, there's both sides of that coin, but I'm trying to teach her to choose the positive option first, instead of being conditioned to see a negative first or to downplay or anything to that effect. I'm trying to teach her that, no, it's okay to be a positive, confident, embracing, loving woman. You know what I mean? Like that's okay. And if anything, like that's what we strive to be. 
And so, and that's part of, I think, you know, happiness in the long run, if you can be a more optimistic, more positive, more thankful, more, all these things at the end of the day, that's what leads to a happy life. And I think that's what all of our objectives is, is to live a happy life. And again, anytime you take someone else's perspective and say, slap a negative label on it simply because of your experience, you're diminishing your own happiness. Mm. You're taking away from yourself. Again, I would argue at the end of the day, if you call someone toxically positive, you're not actually harming them in any way. Like if someone were to say, Shannon, you're toxic positive, like cool, your opinion, but that doesn't actually, again, harm me in any way, shape or form but it harms the person who's saying it because it's their negative dialogue that they're saying. It's them who's internalizing a negative message. It's them who's, excuse me, probably creating a script in their head of what to say and blah, blah, blah. And I would say this. So really they're only hurting themselves. It's not affecting me in any way, shape or form. Yeah. Which someone can interpret as toxically positive if they want to. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Oh my gosh. I love this conversation. Me too. It's so fabulous. It is. (laughs) It's, oh gosh. I I just, um, I'm excited for people to share with us their reflections from this, their takeaways. So, guys, you can message us on Instagram. Shannon, want to share your Instagram handle? It is at Shannon Elizabeth Clay. And you can also, if you want, check out my website at www.shannonelizabethclay.com. Awesome. And remind us the name of your podcast. Oh, the Body Love Mindset Connection podcast. Yes. If you like conversations like this, you should go also check out my podcast as well. Yeah. Similar, but more on the health and wellness end. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. She's been ranked pretty high on the Spotify yearly, you know, announcement. Thank you. So. <laughs> Oh, thank you for being here, Shannon. I'm sure you'll come back thank again you. soon and we can deep dive another topic. Um, I I'd just be honored. These conversations where we just talk, it's too. so much better than like canned interview questions. So agreed. And honestly, again, thank you for such a fabulous conversation. Thank you for the platform to allow me to express myself. And again, just a little kudos to you um, because did you, you introduced me as a past client, right? People know that. Yeah. Um, so much of my ability to speak like this and to be on your podcast and to feel comfortable sharing is because of you. So I want to thank you again publicly that so much of my positivity, so much of my outlook on life almost all of my introduction to spirituality, all these things came from you sharing and came from you being vulnerable and came from you being open and came from you just being one of the most beautiful souls I've ever met in my life. So (laughs) thank you for having me on your podcast. Thank you. (laughs) We'll see you guys next week. 